The entire time I knew had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the infinity stones, he can do it with snap of his finger. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. Uh, welcome everyone to the Pantheon. I am Ray. And I'm Evie. And today, Evie, what are we looking at? We are looking at Infinity War. That's right. It is in the billion dollar yeah. uh, box office club. Uh, it's not there with Endgame or Avatar, but according to human eyes, you're looking at close to like a, a, maybe I say one eighth of the planet's population has seen this film. That's a fair yeah. assumption, maybe a little higher. So uh, those who watch our show or listen to our podcast or watch our YouTube channel has definitely seen uh, Infinity War and Endgame. So if we do spoilers, and if you haven't seen it, uh, it's a little, it's been like, what, three, four years now? At so, least. At least. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, you should go out and see it. And if anything else, hopefully this will entice you to go see the film. Uh, but we're going to, this, is, this will be spoilers. So just heads up now for those who don't want to know. Um, if there's, there's going to be a lot of spoilers, spoiler discussion on this one. Yeah. Okay. Now, question to ask you, Abby, because I know with you, you have a lot, when you watch a film, if there's a lot of detail going on, a lot of things going on, it's confusing, right? It kind of throws you out of the loop of watching a movie because a lot's going on. Uh, this right. one, by design, even though the plot is very simplistic, there's so many moving parts to this movie. Like, I mean, there's there are at least five stories going on almost in succession, like in parallel with the, with, with one another. But the stories are very simplistic. They, they have one major goal, stop Thanos. But was it hard for you to grasp it um, in the beginning? Uh, is, is it okay for you now? Did you understand it was, is it still confusing towards for you or did you actually get it right from the start because you were following the MCU? Um, I'm getting most of it, maybe mm -hmm. half of it. Okay. It's, it's a great movie. Right. But yeah, you gotta, there's some stuff I still don't understand, but that's all right. It's a good movie. I wouldn't yeah. mind watching it over and over. The only thing is just, yeah, there's a lot going on. So yeah. you got to be careful. Yeah, no, I, I say this because I know when you watch Thor Ragnarok, you said to me you saw it three times, and on the third time, it actually clicked. You, you understood like, yeah. what's the stakes. And because once you establish, like, you knew what the motivation is, is to save their home world, you kind right. of understand why they're doing what they're doing and why they're going through all that. So, right, exactly. Uh, with this one, it is, it's about Thanos, you know, obviously wanting to destroy half the, the universe, right? So, right. so the stakes, are, stakes are real. The stakes are pretty simplistic, but the, and the story is straightforward. But because you're going to have a, like a giant cast separated into five different areas mm -hmm. of the universe to, to stop Thanos and his um, the children of Thanos yeah, uh, from doing their thing, uh, there's a lot going on. But in the in the meat of it, you, you, you understood what the whole thing was going, what was going yeah. on. Yeah. Okay. Oh, definitely. Overall, yeah. Okay. I know, I know this is in your top, top 10 uh, favorite films of the MCU. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you hypothetically, if you would just saw Iron Man, the first the 2008 Iron Man, and then you went to see Infinity War, the world would, would probably be kind of insane, like literally lost its mind when you go yeah. from the other. So um, did you find this movie like because you because you've watched so many of the MCU films, especially Thor Ragnarok and mm -hmm. Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, because that kind of helps you understand like where they are at this moment going into mm -hmm. it like where 
like Stark and Peter Parker's relationship is, right. with Thor, with how Thor has lost so much at this point, mm-hmm. and the, and the it, and why he why he's driven to create the axe to to take on Thanos. So, yeah. uh, looking at looking at from that from that perspective, uh, like what were what were the things that you were um, that you came out of it thinking, wow, you know, you really got out, you got a lot of information from that to going going mm-hmm. to um uh endgame like what was it what were what were the things that made you really clue on to the movie well thanos said he wanted to kill all um half of the villains mm-hmm. that actually that is where i clued in when he said that right that that was really an uptake you know it's like he's finally getting it I want to kill all of the vil, or at least um, half the villains. So that's where I really got it. Right. Um, I was I, I found the movie uh, misleading initially, and, and that's because of the way it's set up. Like, as you, yeah. you, it says, Avengers: Infinity War, so you think it's the Avengers story, but like, I think it was probably maybe I'd say two-thirds into this film i personally realized it then that this wasn't a story about the avengers this was thanos's story like the, he's the hero of this movie that dawned on me like this is okay. not like stark's movie or captain america's movie i mean there are characters in this film and they're and they're supporting okay. characters but wow. the star of this movie for me like when I was watch as I was watching for the first time and then re- on the rewatch which validates my 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 opinion of it Mm-hmm. Is that this is actually Thanos' story? Uh, he, okay. Like, I mean, he, what, he, you experience what he lost, like in terms of mm-hmm. his soul, soul stone, what he had to go through to accomplish his goal, and in the end, right. even even almost losing his head. I mean, the heroes are, are there as his opposition, but I mean, it's his quest is to help the universe, is to help balance the the scale of the universe in terms of mm-hmm. famine and food and and um, cool. resources and etc. Is the create mm-hmm. balance where it, people can thrive and prosper. That's what awesome. his thing is. So uh, and so he's doing. He he is making the biggest sacrifice of his family, uh, of himself, of his resources. You know, like he's going all out. So we're looking at through his lens. Um, you know. In the next movie, mm-hmm. um, Thor. I don't know. It's kind of. I don't want. It's a spoiler, so I don't really want to say. Sure. But I don't know. Um, Thor. Thor looks angry and definitely for him, things are going to change. Right. You know, and a new um, character will, will be coming up or that's what I think. I, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I find when I was watching this too, uh, they focus on certain characters. Like, like for instance, vision and Scarlet, Witch. they focused on like they, they gave them their due in this movie. Uh, yeah, you know the the Spider-Man and Tony Stark had their their special their due, you know. Right. Laura and Star Lord had their so like only only certain players had 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 key moments. They had to shine. Captain America yeah. didn't really have a much of a role here. Uh, like certain characters didn't have much of a those who were bigger, more prominent, like leading characters mm-hmm. didn't have a prominent role here. But then you realize uh, the reason why we have. Um, you know, Wanda and Vision is because what happens at the end, 
you know. Okay. So we have their they, we have their romantic time together. We have their the establishment of bond. How they've grown. Okay. I haven't seen any of them yet, though. No, from like from Infinity War, you know. Okay. Oh yeah, that. Like you know, like sure. these these are stories that they focused on mostly in Infinity War, like like okay. him being like him losing his uh, being stabbed and not being able to heal, right? In, right. In the okay. Transition. So like there are certain things, and so when mm -hmm. I was watching, I feel like why they're focusing so much on Vision and Wanda, and then you find mm -hmm. out that you know they have a tra tragedy near the end, you know, like a really okay. Kind of, Kind of like a uh, Shakespearean tragedy because you're right. You're right um, and then of course, same thing with Peter and Iron and Tony Stark. You know, mm -hmm. they're they're on their own, and, and there's a story focusing on those two with Doctor Strange. Right. Let's talk about this plan here. It's good, except it sucks. So let me do the plan, and that way, it might be really good. Wow. Speaking of like tragedy, Star Lord people. I think a lot of people were upset because Star Lord really boxed uh, botched the whole thing up. Uh, if he didn't lose mm. his temper with with, with uh, Thanos when they had him right. on the troops, uh, most of this could have been avoided. That was a it, it wouldn't yeah. have escalated to the point where they got to the where they had only one choice left. You know, mm -hmm. uh, they had they had a control at they had a certain control at at a certain point, but he lost the emotion. He got emotional. Right. Um, when you when you watch a movie and you and you see through certain behaviors of like characters, do you ever question, you know, like why why did they go left instead of right? Did you ever like when you when you, when you have big pivotal scenes, do you ever question the thought pattern behind the decision makings of certain characters in in any movie, not necessarily Marvel, but like any like big movie, you know, um, all the time. And so, like when you when you look at this one, uh, what what's what are you thinking about with with Star Lord in this case? This one, I'm thinking, how come he kind of jokes around mm -hmm. rather than like just go and do um, what he needs to do with him and his Walkman or whatever? All right, you know, um, yeah, I guess it, it was maybe like to be funny, mm -hmm. but you know. Um, Maybe that was just just to just so the film uh, could be funny, you know. Yeah. And and I'm thinking, well, why don't we get on with the movie? <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe yeah. he wants it to be funny at some point rather than all serious. Anyway, yeah, yeah I yeah, you're I right. still gotta watch it over again to figure yeah. out why yeah. why yeah. that was done. But anyway. Yeah, no, he's kind of like a Peter Pan because I mean, I mean, he lost his parents at a young age, adopted by right. pirates, space pirates. I guess, yeah. So he, he's he's had that kind of a, a Peter Pan, and I guess comedy or is his defense mechanism, but right. I guess, yeah. Okay. Okay, let's get into the email bag. Okay. Buford mailbag song, hit it. Letters. I get letters. So many letters. Nathan F. from Hollywood, California. Uh, Nathan writes, "I was oh, I was at the El Capitan and binged all three movies in three days. And the final two movies, beginning with Infinity War, um, are indisputably the best of the Avengers movies." Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, I, I think I misread. He's he's so he did a marathon. He watched all the movies in three days. Sorry, and yeah. then the final and then the final two movies in the last shot, which mm -hmm. was Infinity War. Oh, it's, which is great. Yeah, I I remember that when they when they had a debut um, for Endgame, 
Alcap right. 10, which is in, uh, which basically is right across from the Codex Theater. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they did in three days, or I think in two days or three days, you can watch the entire, all 23, uh, 20, 23 movies at the time. Right. Okay. Yeah, which is nuts. I don't know if I can, well, you know what? I don't, if you love the movies as much as as a lot of people do, you can probably you can probably find the strength and the men, mental capacity to to uh, to, right. to withstand that, but it will, it will take its toll. Right. Okay. So what? Uh, who's our next email uh, from? Uh, it is Nathan F. Hollywood, California. I just no that. that one you just did. Sorry, mm-hmm. Ivan O.K. Toronto, Ontario. This mm-hmm. movie it was great, and the movie was very had a very depressing ending. Yes. Um, that yeah. is. Yeah. It was pretty tough. We have uh, Sarah Vey from Orange, New Jersey. And Sarah writes, by far the best Marvel movie, this comic book movie is insane. And it fits the MCU so well. The pacing is perfect. The moments are emotional. And the scale is superb. I can't see Marvel doing it better than this ever again. And as to we were mentioning before, Evie, uh, they did with Endgame. But in terms of a cliffhanger, uh, very few films have a cliffhanger that will resonate to you for that for an entire decade. And I think Infinity War accomplished that. We have Repender from Salt Lake City, Utah, and Repender writes, I did not hate it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, that's good. a first. <laughs> I did and, not hate it. Well, well, good for you, because I think everyone would probably hate Repender for, for, for being Repender. So thank you, Repender, yeah. for your honest uh, assumption, honest take. Okay. Cool. All so, right. Uh, so for double feature. Uh, what would be a double feature for you, Ev, uh, in regards to this movie? Um, I would say that in this movie, it's kind of like, uh, what do you call it? Um, Shakespeare. Sure. Yeah, I would say like Shakespeare, you know, because um, I forget which one of the Shakespeare movies, but, you know, um, uh, you actually have a um, character. Mm-hmm. is given like a bad time and they have to go back and and um figure out what's going on um in their lives and try and fix it mm-hmm. yeah so yeah so i would say that although things um can be good they can also turn bad right Okay. Yeah, so I find that in um, uh, Ragnarok and any Shakespeare movie that at first things are going right, but then they go really bad. Yeah. How about you? You know what? Okay, I'll take it from your example, your 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 analogy, and I'll I'll say something. I'll this says no. This is this is very pales in comparison, but I will say the Fisher King with uh, Robin Williams and. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it's it's sort of like it is sort of Shakespearean. I mean, I mean he he doesn't see himself as a tragic character, but like he has mental problems, like he's troubled. And yes, and and Jeff Bridges' perspective sees him, sees the beauty in what he does, but he is a damaged person. Mm-hmm. And though he's trying to do wondrous and good things, uh, and you know, and by, but when all of a sudden is when all is said and done. All that good or what, all that prosperity he does he is he he's suffering in the end he does suffer there is right so there it, it is a tragic tragic figure you know the tragedy yeah yeah so the okay. fisher king the fisher king is 
a really good analogy based on what you've just said. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is not necessarily Shakespeare, but it is it is looking at a uh, an archetype that is that is that is that, that sees oneself as a hero who does okay. he tries to do the good thing, defend people, and you know look at himself as a noble noble person. But in mm-hmm. the eyes of reality, it's a tragic and unfortunate uh, series of events. You know, right? Okay, that's befallen him. Cool. So yeah, I, I I'm just gonna I changed my 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 choice on the dime. But the, to, to to reiterate what you were just going through, yes, mm-hmm. I would say the Fisher King is a pretty good example of of that. Right. You've seen the Fisher okay. King. Pardon? Yeah. Okay, so you know what I'm referring to then. I do. Okay, cool. Yeah, All right. Okay. So out of rating, I would give this movie like it's it's a it's. I will give it a ten out of ten, and I give it a ten. Uh, because I'm sure there was faults in it. I mean, sure, sure, there were things in it that that wasn't explained. They did certain choices, like, like why did you choose this? And only the directors and the writers will can tell you, like McFeely and uh, and the directors, the Russo brothers, will tell you why they did certain things. And you, if you watch the Blu-rays or uh, the right. audio commentary, they'll explain certain reasons for that. Right. But if if you don't know, like if you question certain things, which is everyone everyone has a right to question whatever it is. Uh, the one thing that's undeniable is the fact that they're able to get all of these particular stories and make it run smoothly and be able to track what was going on, even though it might be kind of difficult to understand what was, why, why they're doing what they're doing and what, what is going on at that time. Everything seems to track and it flowed right. extremely well. So if you were able to stay on board and follow the action, it was very rewarding. Uh, though I felt as I'm watching it, yeah, why am I not seeing more of Captain America? Why is the Hulk acting the way he is? Like certain mm-hmm. things that are, that are bothering, little red flags that bother you. But mm-hmm. if you have faith in the product and you know Endgame is around the corner, uh, this film is very satisfying. And the ending really, it puts you in a headspace that keeps you, it grounds you really steadfast. And, and because right. of that, because of uh, the journey was the best part of this movie and the introduction of having all these characters come together and actually work and make it compelling. Um, yeah. It was, it's far better than the 34 year saga of Star Wars, like the way it was so well conceived and, and, and planned. Um, I, I can't think of a way to do it any better than, than what they did. Even though you may question certain motivations and certain actions, I give this a 10 out of 10 because the journey was so rewarding. And then the finale, because you know it's like a cliffhanger and it really hits you hard. And if you ignore, okay, either no, yeah, yeah the, uh, Black Panther made X amount of money, they're going to make a sequel. Uh, Spider Man is going to make a sequel. If you, if you forget the business side of it and just go on the story uh, and forget about like what you know what's going to happen in the future. And believe what on the screen, uh, this film is exponentially like satisfying and gripping yeah. and heartbreaking. So that's yeah. why I give it a ten out of ten. Cool. And for you? No, I would give it like a nine, actually. Sure. You know, sure. the first couple times I watched it, I wouldn't. But um, yeah, as you were saying, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, um, Thor's life is good, but then it's really bad but he doesn't give up right you know he wants to you know redeem himself although in our eyes Mm -hmm. you know and wants to move on so yeah i would give it like a nine or a ten 
actually, to be honest with you. Yeah, and that's my view on it. Let me ask you something, because sure. this is this was a theatrical experience, and one of the biggest theatrical um, moments is you know is this is the finale. Uh, in, in your theater, what was this? What 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 scene or what characters character had the biggest um, emotional uh, pop in the theater theater that that you that you can recall or for you? What like what do you mean biggest pop? Like when I say a pop, I mean like biggest emotional like reaction for it. Okay, okay, yeah. Like what? Well, what, when sorry, go ahead. Um, when he loses his eye, actually. No, that's in Ragnarok. I'm talking about uh, for Infinity War. Sorry, um, well, my bad. Okay. Yeah, Infinity. Like, like okay, so like you know, okay, certain certain. Let's just say for those few who have not seen it, certain people die in the end, right? Let's just say that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. In the end, uh, was there was do you can you recall uh, a scene where did people had a visceral reaction to her uh, because of a scene over the character? Um, or for you, like, let's say just even for you, for where, where you were shocked that this character had a had had fallen. Oh, um, and we're talking about Infinity War, right? Yeah. Um. You know what? I actually didn't have the first time I saw it. Mm -hmm. I actually didn't have a reaction to it because I didn't like the film anyway. Okay. So I couldn't really focus on one thing mm -hmm. because remember how I said I didn't really like it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't really. Yeah, I was still trying to focus on stuff. So yeah, I would say like nothing really the first time I watched it. Okay. Well, for me, I'll say this. I didn't, like you, I, I didn't have a reaction. I didn't respond. Like, in my theater, people had the biggest response with Peter Parker. You know, oh, oh, okay. For, that, that, right. was, that wasn't a theater experience that I had. Like, the visceral feeling that collectively people in the theater had an emotional reaction to uh, mm -hmm. with Stark and Parker. Now, for me, I had zero emotion because at the time of seeing it, like, seeing it for the first time my brain was in hyperdrive analytically looking at the looking at everything as like both microly and macroly like i was looking at this super intensely where the i i was devoid devoided of any emotion i was actually just looking at it from an intellectual perspective says what is the implications of what i'm seeing what is going on and just processing like what and taking in everything like taking it okay. all in so i was devoid of emotion like you know mm. and it was only until i saw it maybe the second time that i actually allow myself to have an emotional like, connection okay. to anything but when i mm. first saw this in the, in the theaters i would because it's the the, the shock of it all mm. you know like the the okay. repercussion and then you know not taking in, not necessarily taking in the repercussions of what you're seeing but just looking at it as it is unfolding, uh, that was that was just like because it happens just like that, and you're like this just initial draw dropping twist, if you will. What are the repercussions of this, and like what does this mean in terms of the bigger picture? So that's mm -hmm. where my brain was. It was more of like, okay, I, I see what's happening. I'm not emotionally connected to this. I'm more of an analytical perspective. So it was like. 
trying to, I'm trying, you know, you see movies, you try to figure out what the ending of the movie is. You're trying to rationalize it, trying to guess it or, you know, see what it's going to go into. So I was in that kind of headspace where I'm trying to figure out what's going to happen next. How are they going to figure it? How are they going to solve it? Who is going to survive? You know, all these little things as we're, as we're going by. And then also trying to figure out who's left standing. Cause I'm like, okay, so these X amount of people are, were killed along the way and at the ending, who was actually left? And then when I did, I did the calculus of figuring out like who was remaining and you realize it's the original core group, I'm like, oh, okay. And then you, then in my head, I'm, I'm, I'm theorizing that, you know, with a soul stone, uh, is there, do you have to flip a sacrifice to get everyone back? What is the, um, the consequences of that? And I'm also thinking in terms of, okay, realizing the like people's contracts are up, Certain people don't want to come back. You know, we knew about uh, RDJ. You knew about Chris Evans. Okay. So, so, like, I'm theorizing, like, after the movie's finished now, okay, so, yeah, so they, everyone wants to die because they've done it for so long. So right. it, are they going to sacrifice themselves and everyone goes back? Like, what is – so these are the things that, you know, we go into thinking, okay, you know, what's going on? Okay. You know, and that's then, – and then yeah. you start thinking about – the business side of it but in terms of okay. story how are they going to get everyone back were there any parts of this movie where you just wanted to like scream or cry or huh ironically enough i didn't have a reaction considering i'm emotional crying was not was the one thing i did not want did i have okay but the okay. The, 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 the scene that i was frustrated in and i and i wanted and it it dawned on me after the fact, but like it was also prevalent in my head at the time was like, why wasn't the Hulk coming out? Like, okay. Why, you know, and because the trailer and this is what, this is what kind of like, not ticked me off because in the trailer you see, you see the Hulk running with, with Captain America and the Wakandas in that, in, in the, in Wakanda, right? Like, right. Yeah. But in, but in the move, sorry, but in the film, it was Banner in the Hulkbuster suit. Right. Yeah. Right? So there's a trick that was done purposely in in the trailer to, to throw people off because hulk was never in infinity war even though he, you see hulk in the trailer uh, right okay but the but the fact that hulk um doesn't show himself after the beginning uh that right. was unfortunate um, okay conversely though one of one of the biggest highlights for me was seeing hulk and thanos go at it right at the beginning because that was like, mm. well, who's the strongest? Who would survive? The who would be the fighter? And you yeah. get like within the first eight seconds of the movie. I mean, you you have the Hulk and Thanos going one on one, and you get you get a definitive you get a definitive answer, and uh, and then you and then after the fact you kind of understand why, but it was it was a shocking blow, and that was kind of fun to see because because you never get them those two ever again after the fact, you know, right? The smart smart Hulk or the Hulk. That is, mm -hmm. you know, and after being a gladiator for X amount of how many, how many months or years he's with um, Sakar, you know, and, and right. I guess for us too, like now reviewing the movie, because we just watched um, Planet Hulk not too long ago. Um, okay. You know, we have a better understanding of the Hulk's me mental capacity and, and his fighting scust, uh, style and skill is, mm -hmm. you know, and then watching Thor Ragnarok as well as Planet Hulk, you, you know, he's, um, he's a formidable person in, in the ring or but fighting, fighting a general like Thanos, um, it was it was kind of like a, a one-sided fight. But it was interesting to see that, you know. 
Mm-hmm. And then Loki giving oh. that line, you know, well, we have a Hulk, you know, which is a, tr- a fallback to you know, the first Avengers. So there's a lot of things that are play on in words that, that I thought was just amazing that they kind of injected into this, you know? Okay. So, cool. yeah. So for me, the opening sequence was probably the best part for me with the Hulk and Thanos. And then Loki giving that line to Thanos saying, mm-hmm. I have a Hulk, you know, <laughs> and giving it yeah. to Thanos and, and, and throwing it in his face. So mm-hmm. it was it was great, you know. And and in thinking of that too, when when Thor was getting slammed back and forth in Ragnarok, and then Loki right. gave up, was so was so was like so pumped up and excited to see that's how it feels, you know, when when he got smashed back and forth, going back to the first Avengers movie when he got like plummeted into the ground mm-hmm. from the Hulk. Um, those were those are quick flashbacks that I had looking into uh, going into this one that that just threw they always they just all came back to me from watching that one scene at the, at the beginning so yeah um, for sure so that for me i guess uh was very was very gratifying and to see that it's like, kind of like a you know like a child wish so mm-hmm. that's that's where i was with that one okay cool cool okay. all right all right so let's get back into the uh some more content uh in the trailer because I, I mentioned the Hulk wasn't in the trailer, you know, like it was a kind of a yeah. misdirect. Because the, the idea of a trailer is to help you prepare or expect a certain way of a movie. It's gonna, the way it's cut or marketed, it helps you to anticipate and look forward to a certain scene in the movie or a movie right. when you watch it. Uh, right. You know, when I saw the trailer for Infinity War, it was the one week after seeing the movie just Justice League. Okay. And, and uh, that movie, that trailer alone, made me completely forget about. Justice League. I thought Justice League was like in the rear view. It became insignificant because the trailer really just blew my mind. Seeing the trailer for Infinity War, it was like it is like the, the the mic drop, and I'm like, oh my, this this is this is going to be the, the magnitude of power that I saw coming off of this trailer. Okay. Uh, blew away what I saw in the Josh Whedon's Justice League. So when you watch the trailer, and this this may not be easy for you to remember, but like in terms of the trailer, does that did, did that help you shape your expectations for this movie? Did it help, or or and or when you watch this film, did it help you in some in some way to how to um, process this movie? Um, I found them totally different. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like Justice League. Um, so I don't know and. And I found um, uh, Justice League way too long. No, I, no, that's okay. But I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm referring to like Infinity War, like the trailer for oh. Infinity War. Uh, when you're looking at the, that trailer to set up for the actual film for Infinity War, did that because because I know it's a kind of it, for you it was a very difficult movie to grasp, especially in the first first viewing. But does that yeah. th- did that help you in any way, kind of like shape your mind in terms of like how to ingest it? The first time around, um, mm, yeah, a little bit. I was thinking that maybe I hope this is a good movie, mm-hmm. you know, and I hope it, and I hope that um, that it would be good, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of was. I I liked. Um, what is it called? Um, Justice League? Right. Way, way better. No, 
no, I didn't like didn't like it at all. I wanted uh, Justice League to be better. Sorry, yeah, it. I don't know. I was kind of. No, you're right. Everybody wanted Justice League. I actually, even myself, I wanted it to be, you know, it to make up for all the bad films that came before it. Yeah. You know. And, okay. Uh, yeah. Exactly. No, I, I was no. I, I'm. I'm. With, I think everybody, you know, secretly, you know. Because you know, I mean, Marvel was beating DC like hand over fist, like every step of the way. Yeah, you know, right. And and they 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 didn't understand the 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 actual again the calculus that went into building mm-hmm. this universe. You know, and they, yeah. took, they took it for so, granted. So, yeah, yeah and then, so. and even though they had Josh Whedon who did some of the lines that were kind of funny, like that, I at the mm-hmm. time I thought the scenes were like Cyborg and Flash when they were talking, one on digging out the grave. I thought it was very comical. Mm-hmm. You know, there are yeah. certain things that I thought that Snyder did not take part in, but that was wrong. I guess we didn't, the parts that we didn't did, if, if we find out, wasn't that great. But like, in terms of the, some of the, the humor and lighter tones of um, Justice League, I thought it was much better, but I get, but again, it wasn't as, it's not as, it's, it's like, it literally is like apples to oranges or apples to wa- watermelons in terms of like the, the, the content and what we, what we got. So... Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate, but I, I'm still. I mean, I'm a I'm a DC fan through and through and through. I mean, I'm a fan of the comic books, and I'm a definitely. I don't mind saying it. I'm a huge Marvel fan, and they have yet. Okay. I mean, if you were to say, if you were to talk about Disney right now and say, what is the most what what property has is giving Disney the most money? Well, what do you think that is? You think it's Star Wars? Do you think it's like it's Disney movie property like Frozen? Is it Marvel? Mm. You know, like is it? I'd say Marvel. Exactly. But that's yeah. just me. No, it's Marvel. Marvel is making it like like one movie alone is a two billion dollar empire. Right. Like yeah. eight eight movies have grossed a billion dollars. Like just eight films. So you're looking at over 15, 20, 15 to fifteen billion dollars from eight films. Yeah. Is, you know, it's it's the it's been the highest grossing like uh, production company three years in a row. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even if you combine every other film company, Fox will not no, no longer exist, but like Sony and Paramount, you know, all these production companies, you know, mm-hmm. if you're at them all together against Disney, Disney is still on top. What what they were able to do in 11 years is is unquestionably like every fanboy's dream came true. Mm-hmm. You know, so I have nothing but uh, like accolades and just praise. Because the, you know, because we're at the age where the guys who are creating this now, we're at the same age that we we were as kids watching like Super Friends. We're at the same age as watching, yeah. like you know. So they, so we're of like minds, and we know what, what we want and how we see our see the things that we beloved watch to watch growing up, and mm-hmm. seeing these seeing people that who are of like minds really put that on the big screen because they understand what we all want, what we all mm-hmm. grew up loving and believing and seeing. And and this and then now we get to see, you know, I mean, who like honestly, I was talking raccoon, a giant purple man, and a, a, a thunder god. People would laugh mm. at that. It wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, we take it as like, like you know, gospel. Like it's like it's that's how it's supposed to be. So mm. uh, it's I it's I have to give my my hat to tip my hat towards, uh, you know, Karen Feige and every single director and writer who took part in this because. Um, mm. It's it's something else, and to make it work, yeah. to make it an ultimate. I know it's hard to make sense, but like, but they made it make sense, you know. In comparison, yeah. 
Justice League. Sure. It was just um, it even excelled <laughs> what they had. With, they only had like five characters. You know, they have 20, 25, 50 characters in one movie. Mm-hmm. And they made it they made it work. So uh it you know, say what you will, they did a phenomenal job. So yeah, they did. Okay. All right. Any cool. last words before we call it a day? Mm, not really, to be honest with you. I just hope that the next Marvel movie is good. I want it to be better than um better than Justice League. Anyway, that's all I have to say. No, it's true. I I don't think in the next decade, even if you add in the years that COVID took away the theatrical experience and how long it'll take mm-hmm. us to get back into it, uh, I'm I don't think uh, there'll be an experience like the Infinity War uh, saga. You know, in, in right. when I say lifetime, I could say within ten years. Like, okay, nothing will gross that much money. Nothing right. will have that kind of a lasting impression on us. Like there's, there are a few times in I th- I can think of my lifetime, and I can speak for many fans too on their behalf, that will have a, that will have the gravity of this, you know, of this kind of the theatrical experience or this kind of experience of waiting eleven years to, to get to this point. Like there's, there's very few things I can think of top of my head that can equate what we just experienced. You know. Okay. Uh, so I, I don't know about you. I'm just, I, but I just think like this was like I mean, people who like Star Wars. The, the ending of Star Wars was a letdown, personally. Um, you know, there were things. Yeah. That, you know, I think uh, the End Game wrote circles around Star the Star Wars saga. You know. Oh, for uh, sure. And I think uh, I think what they're doing now with Mandalorian, like that's the way you should have done it. The stories from that is it's uh, what the what the team is like, uh, Filoni and. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. The director of um, the first Iron Man. I'm going, I'm going blank. But like in terms of the people who are doing who are working on Star Wars now, they're really got. They're really fans of the the actual product. I wish Star Wars had that kind of vision, you know. Oh, okay. But to 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 Marvel's credit, Infinity War followed by Endgame. It was the, it was a crowning jewel. I mean, you we all had our we all had our theories, and uh, did did it make did Endgame? I'm going. We're dropping the dropping the, the bus here. But did, did Endgame meet your expectations after watching Infinity War? Did it surpass it? Um, Endgame, yeah. It it actually, um, yeah. I thought it 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 surpassed my dreams or whatever. You know, I thought it was really really good. No, oh, beautiful. Well, on that note, we'll call it a night. Well, thank you. I'm Ray. I'm Evie. And we'll be back next week with a review of Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, but for, for now, we'll talk to you later. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could.
it's like to lose. To feel so desperately that you're right, yet to fail all the same. Dread it. Run from it. Destiny still arrives. Evacuate the city. Thank you.